Hey guys, welcome. This is the first ever episode of Caston Commons. So, I am your host, Teasdale, along with... Reese, co-host. And we are going to look at the results of, I want to say major tournaments, but mainly focus on challenges currently. But any Popageddon's, any other events that come up, we, we are your place to be. So, <laughs> let's dive right in. What have you been doing this week, Reese? Um, I guess this week and this month, given how we've got a few bits to look back to. Uh, yeah, finally, after Main and Cold Offer for so long, I went back to Elves and got, got a test of Iron Shaper. Um, it was not very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, so, uh, I can see that. So that's going back in the box. Um, <laughs> Cookie's done a, a recent list with uh, like a more landmark elf focus, mm -hmm. cutting sentinels and such. So, gonna have a look at that. Um, F and M got to test the underscore goblin from oh, Unhinged with goblin. the stickers. That was a, a intro. There was some explosive games, but again, ultimately, it seemed just a bit extra, a bit with more. Mm. Um, there was obviously that cool game that we ended up having where it was turn three, twenty odd damage yeah, yeah, yeah. from from cold off there, but felt the pain of that one. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty horrible. Mm. Um, but yeah, put putting that in the the cards that you cut made some of the matchups that you'd feel like unlosable mm. made them like a bit awkward, like the mono blue matchup. You lose all the like the lava darts and the main deck ends mm. and shit like that. So it just yeah that that went from feeling like an unlosable matchup to a really hard matchup, which mm. is a bit weird. Yeah, that's a fair one. I guess since though, um, obviously, what will go further forward with the changes with uh, March Machine, I could see the space being a, like less there. So you can't really have lava darts and I say end of festivities especially with mind goblin and also the new cards from march of the machines there's just less and less room for flex slots like all these cards that made mono blue really good yeah um, definitely so i could definitely see that so um and then lastly i've been playing a league with the um the new eight divination cold offer or the the rens, rens resolve reckless yeah, yeah, yeah. impulse cold offer um again that that seems a lot better than the the underscore goblin version mm. but it also seems like cold offer is now just worse like the card cold offer is worse mm. um and with that much card draw just like thermal alchemist burn flame break uh guessing flame breather guy mm. style would probably be better so i'm gonna have a go with that i could see that definitely being the the way forward um with all the draw in the deck I could see another style of red deck definitely taking the taking the mantle because it just gets less hate as well. Like you don't get fumes hate or whatever, so it'd definitely be good to try that out and see if that is the way forward and see what the yeah. That it is. definitely feels like obviously the mono red stuff's still good and it's still everywhere, but it seems like there's a lot more space at the moment till people figure out what the best way to build it is. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I but I think once that's figured out, it's just gonna yeah, it's gonna be everywhere again. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. What have you been doing? Um, weird enough in Magic Space, I haven't really played too much. I, I've definitely simmered down lately. I've been I've been a bit busy. I've been trying to I've been engaging a lot of people um, to try and do other styles of content at the moment. So 
I've got a couple of things in the works. Obviously, this is one of them. So, well, obviously, this should be a weekly thing, discussing all the challenges and all that sort of stuff. Got a couple of things in the works. So once that's cemented up, we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, and then I've recorded a couple of videos here and there. We've obviously got a backlog. So we've got Ponza, which is a fairly stock list. Nothing new uh, <laughs> since March Machine because it doesn't need anything. Um, we've got that. That's been should be out this week. So I look forward to see that. I've recorded a couple of brews with new cards. So the uh, Saber Cyber Cryptomancer, I think it's called, however you pronounce it. Oh, yeah, the guy that was training, like, fans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the he the backup Hexproof card. I've got that. I've I've got a list with that in. I've got two brews with that in. Meeting of Minds, which is a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, it seems very strong. Fams has definitely adopted that very well, <laughs> as we'll get into. Um, so I've got a brew with that. And a brew with Halo Hopper, the frog, a free frog. So we'll see how those go. Uh, I've got a couple of brews wrote down, a couple of deck lists here and there. But need to throw in some tournament practice or deep end leagues to see if they come to fruition and see if I get recording with those. But that's pretty much it. Nothing too exciting, to be honest. Hopefully a lot more good stuff on the horizon, though. So, yeah, it sounds sweet. Especially Halo Hopper is quite a cool card. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see uh, if yeah, that becomes becomes a staple or not. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. But uh, I'm a big fan of that card. It looks pretty good. Um, a lot <laughs> of different space for it as well, which I'm quite happy to mess with. It's not just restricted into my initial ideas of Stompy or something, for example. So, yeah, we'll definitely see how they... Uh, how they go on. There's a lot of interesting cards in uh, Marching Machine to definitely try, so definitely want to stick my teeth in them. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully definitely. get more time. But, without further ado, the thing that everyone is really here for, and that is obviously the challenges of the weekend. <laughs> the first challenges of the weekend with Marching Machine. Like, and it, it went kind of as I expected. I'd say... Not much change, as everyone will probably expect. I, I wouldn't expect massive amount of change, but definitely I would say like a sight to see what is coming. Um, so, there was a few like tech cards here and there in some of the lists. Yeah, people trying stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a so Saturday initially was won by Affinity. That's hmm. no one expected. Fairly stock Affinity as well. I can't really. Remember if there's anything untoward or anything. I think Counterspell Affinity came second as well, with, which had, I think it did have Final Flourish or something like that in the... Uh, yeah, it had a one-off, didn't yeah. it? A one-off Flourish, I think, was uh, was there. So that's not a bad one, and not a bad card to, to have in that list. <clears throat> um, and I can't remember what exactly the order of the lists were, but yeah, I think obviously it was... It's hard to tell on... Um, MTGO decks, I find. Yeah. Since, so I they just since, published the, the Swiss standards. Yeah, I think since Daybreak, they, they just published the Swiss standards as it was before Top 8. So, And then the standings at the top genuinely dictate what wins, I think, is how it works. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely... There was nothing really spicy in terms of March and Machine cards from memory, apart from the odd... Meeting of Minds in Fams, which came, I think, 7th or something like that, um, which was by good old... Yeah, I think, did he have four in... One of the Fams list, I think, had four in. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I, it was it was this Saturday. I had four meeting of minds in this version. And the one of um, Cryptomancer as well. Which is pretty sweet. I like I like the uh, that card's uh, card that actually surprised me in fans as well. Seems like a good good addition mm-hmm. for because uh, God Pharaohs can attack and it also means you could never really block with God Pharaohs in like Cold Author matchup because it just opens up to a bolt or a chain lightning. Yeah. So given that given that you can then obviously put it on there and then it survive it also kills the goblin while also not dying to a bolt is pretty good going. It's also a fodder for terror. So you can literally just block it with the terror and then mortuary my it back and all that sort of stuff. It's just fodder that you don't really care about, which is pretty nice and something that Fams has had trouble with being like a chainers edict is a good card against Fams in general. Yeah. So it's quite a nice addition. I was quite I, I my initial things of it, it was quite quite good, but I think uh GN definitely disagreed from uh the Sunday challenge, I believe. The uh he was yeah, it changed. It, well, it, it's GN who who basically back to back top yeah. eight both the challenge with fans, um. But he did change his list between. I think he cut meeting of minds down as well. Yeah. So he maybe wasn't as impressed as uh, as some of the fans players. Yeah. On that one. Uh, that's what it definitely looks like. Um, because he also didn't really like uh, the crypto mancer either. He cut that completely from memory. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the fans players were were uh definitely a lot hyped about both of those cards so um but yeah i think stick sticking with the saturday challenge for now obviously it was so it was two affinity a mono red which was a cold author mono red mm-hmm. fans which is what we were saying about there was a mono blue fair mm-hmm. uh, a terror a white green gates and uh well i say white green it was four color gates but mainly white green uh, and a turbo fog yeah, shout out to, to Kirby for that one. <laughs> so it was quite a, an interesting spread, yeah. but with obviously still a shown from Mono Red Affinity, mm. Mono Blue, and Terran Gates, which yeah, you would exactly. expect. Definitely fairly. A lot of the, the top decks that we've all seen from you know previous metas, and Marching Machine hasn't really changed that, to be honest. If not, it's strengthened, I would say, two of the better decks in terms of fams and uh cold author mm. obviously ren's resolves definitely added to the red the red meta and i think fams finally got new cards which is always a bonus even though yeah fams is definitely a very good deck uh it's just i think we don't see a lot obviously due to time restrictions and it's a very difficult deck to pilot and you just got to be a good pilot and as as you can tell by gn's putting up literally put up two results over the weekend yeah. is i think he tweeted saying he'd top i think he top eighted like the last seven challenges he'd played or something he's <laughs> it just show it's just a pure pilot deck and as a lot of people have picked that deck up and definitely just took away with events with it especially on challenges on magic online that's for sure um and i think i believe terror was the terror and the saturday challenge was weber i could be wrong i think it was against um, which was also another another good charm from the the PFP doing well. He's uh, he definitely rocks that deck and he does it really well. He's been pretty good pilot with uh, Terror overall. I think yeah yeah. So <clears throat> definitely a lot of good charm from a lot of good players with uh, Kirby GM forty two and uh, Weber, and a good charm for I think for the first initial big event for 
marching machine as well. It just set the tone, I think, that it just got yeah. Strange. It wasn't overrun with mono red mm. as expected. Obviously, Affinity is still just probably the best deck by far. Um, that's not really changed. It hasn't really gained anything. It hasn't really lost anything. Mm. Um, mono blue still seven sideboard cards against Affinity, seven sideboard cards against Burn. <laughs> One relic for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. in case you play against Terra. Yeah, definitely seems to be a, a solid card. One, to be fair, again, it's just refining the the deck. I think um, once of you know, Brim Barrel was obviously a staple. Now they've they've got most lists are pretty much the exact same sixty. There's very few yeah. deviation between them, and once I found that stock list, it's just a you know you can't really go wrong with it. It's a fairly solid choice. It'll always be good in a over, I don't really know what the word is, like an over something metagame, whatever the word, I can't I can't think of the word right now, but basically, yeah, so once it's, it's really good. A more defined metagame. Yeah, a very defined metagame, especially when it's low to the ground, lower cheap mana value costs, like, you know, obviously you've got Egg, you've got Cold Offer, you've got all these ones and twos yeah. everywhere, it's, it's going to do well, regardless, it's always a solid choice. Yeah, it's a shame it doesn't have so much space. In the deck, it is very defined, and what even the sideboard, as we, we were joking there, it, it's you see them all, and they're, they're all just four hydroblasts, X blue elemental blast, four annuls, X still sabotage. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's a, a result of the meta currently, and mm. um, especially online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian Barrow's definitely been a, a big add in recent history i guess to their deck it seemed to take quite a while to to catch on but now it's just yeah stable for us yeah I, i'd agree definitely um but i don't really think much else apart from the in the in the saturday kind of challenge the top eight as expected will probably i think the, t- the turbo fog's a nice outlier yeah because you can still do something off the wall and still top eight yeah. Um. But yeah, ultimately, I I would agree with you that the the top seven are, are what you would probably guess. Yeah. The gates being, to be honest, it's insert any gate deck here. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be white, green, or nair or four color gates or whatever. It's just a gate. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely in agreement there. The that is pretty much the standard six six to seven that I would expect to see in a challenge nowadays. Mm. Moving on to Sunday, we uh, we had Terra. I think Terra won it overall uh, from memory, but we had uh, a Terra in there. We had one Affinity, one Mono Red of some description. We had Fams as well, a Gate deck, and then two Bogles. Yeah. So. Again, sort of. That's sort of what we're saying with this Saturday challenge. It's it's basically the six decks that are almost exactly the same. The Burns. The mono red slightly different. It's more of a burn. The affinity is almost a mirror of one of the lists. The fans is again almost a mirror with the same pilot. Mm-hmm. The terror mono blue are almost the same. The gates is is different because it's white blue instead of white green. But mm-hmm. um, and then two bogles is a nice outlier again. If you can, uh, if you're good at mulliganing, <laughs> yeah, you can get there with bogles. If mulligan's on your side, yeah, and you find those. Life links and spirit links, you're all good. You got Mordor Premium, you're good to go. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think definitely the uh, the challenges are as I say, they're, they're pretty much identical as you 
you've got six to seven decks being exactly exactly there with a couple of outliers, which is again just standard variants that magic you would see. So um, nothing too exciting from the Sunday challenge, as you say. That the burn deck is different. Which yeah, I think the burn is the more interesting one to sort of see the way it's being taken. Um, I do think that the cold offer that like the card called off in general is getting worse now mm. um, and when you can churn that many cards with the, the divination or the, the Ren's Resolve and the, the Reckless Impulse and mm. um, the more burn style is sort of looking like where you might want to put it mm. um, Thermo and, and Flamebreaker are, they just churn so much damage when you see that many cards mm. you've also there is other Flame Breather style cards as well that you can just yeah. get redundancy. There's uh, is it Firebrand Archer or whatever it is. There's a, there's yeah, a yeah. So you're going to get to the point where you've got an abundance of divinations and you've got an abundance of pingers. And sometimes that's probably enough. So Yeah, I think that it, it was interesting seeing the egg in there in like a more burn shell yeah. as well. But I, I think again, egg with, with that many draw spells just gets better. Mm. Um. And it, it doesn't even need to add to the Metalcraft or to the Sack Outlet. It just is... There. It, it gets you the, the cards that you need to just burn them out. Definitely. The, the one furnace I thought was a bit weird. Um, in, in something like this, I would just assume a Cycle Land was better. Mm. Um, so, so there was no Metalcraft, no Galve Blast, nothing? No. Not this, no, so you just... It lit, unsure, I guess it's maybe the... Same no, way. not great furnace. Sorry, uh, oh, the okay. autonomous furnace. Oh, sorry. The uh, ETB tapped yeah, yeah, taps yeah. for a red, and you can pay two and sack it to yeah. draw a card. The uh, um, all, all will be one draw. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Sorry, my bad. Interesting. But yeah, in something like this, if you if you're drawn off the top, you rip that. It's just worse than a cycle land. And then if you've got it early, you'll just play it anyway. So it'd be the same as a cycle land. So there isn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if it's it that much. It, it is a strange one, isn't it? I guess, obviously, is So, say if you go leading on one drop, one drop, your second land could be the tap land, and then you can still get a draw, draw a card later yeah. on, I guess. But other than that, yeah, there's very much few between between that and the Forgotten Cave is probably where you would want it to be. Yeah, the challenge was definitely interesting. Um, there's a lot of, obviously, very similar decks in both challenges as you're moving down. In the top 32, you've got... Some gear decks, you've got obviously you've got Affinity. Uh, some there was a lot of Affinity, I think, especially on Saturday. Mm. I, I was scanning through it. It did seem did seem very well represented. Yes. But again, I think with the well-known toys that uh, March and Machine brought, obviously bringing yeah. Ren's Resolve, um, probably people testing going into the challenge, they're probably seeing a lot of red. The hmm. it might even to the point of the sideboard cards trimmed down on a finite somewhat maybe not a lot but one or two slots and it can matter here and there yeah so that might could have been a contributing factor as well also considering it is also a really good deck is also yeah. it always does perform well in the challenges yeah it it's always there on the top in the top tables somewhat but um yeah I I can. Um, I would like to be, it would be interesting to see moving forward in the next couple of weeks. I think I'm, I am optimistic in a, I want to say a negative way, that I hope <laughs> Red's Resolve may push Red over the top. 
not necessarily cold offer, not necessarily, you know, could be kiln theme for all I care, really. I just think some red deck is going to be pushed over the top with Renner's Resolve, just having that much redundancy of divinations. Um, it, it could push it somewhere that it, it needs to be dealt with, finally. Yeah, I think, especially at the moment, it's it's clear it's not... No one's solved it yet. Mm. Like, those two lists are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look through the challenges, all the lists that you see are, are all very different. Mm-hmm. But I think when someone figures out what the best way to run it is um my thought is it, it's the more burn route go away from the mm. the cold offer from the artifact package i think once that's figured out it's probably going to be again not just to a tier s tier deck mm-hmm. um and terrorizing leagues <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely feels like magic online is definitely a different ball game at the moment to any paper event it's but it shows, I guess, red is just the the fastest way to play Magic Online in in every yeah. capacity, and it is it's just everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think I do think that secretly other decks are actually really well positioned and probably like the MVP. So like I would say, Fams is definitely the the real winner because it is very very it's very strong, very high win percentage, even though it's got low pilots. But again, it's just how difficult it is to pilot. Um, yeah, I think just the the pilot on Magic Online as well is mm. a big impact on it. How clicky it is, yeah, um, and how slow it can be to win. Mm. Whereas in paper you can just shortcut it pretty easily. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, th- I do agree. It's it's probably one of the best decks at the moment. But it's just mm. one of the hardest ones to play mm. and to play effectively. And I'd I'd probably in a caveat I'd probably put Ultratron up there as well with that mm. sort of thing. Like, Ultratron's just non-existent on Magic Online. It's very rare you see you do anything to do with a challenge because it's so time-consuming. It's, and it, and Popageddon was a testament to that. Yeah. Taking, up, taking on the trophy. It's, it is a good day. It's just so hard to play on Magic Online for a lot of people. And again, it's just a pilot thing. I think that's probably, again, a reason why this, um, like, Monstertron's finding its feet a bit. Mm. Um because it's a Tron deck that you can play pretty easily on Magic Online. It's not dead clicking. Yeah. You can just jam your bombs. Um, and it does seem to have carved a bit of space out for itself. It, it seems a solid deck. I think mm-hmm. there was was the one or two in the challenges. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think if, mm-hmm. if Ultratron, like fans, was easier to play on Magic Online, it would be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Or a lot more represented. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That for sure. I do. I do like the idea of some big green Tron monsters. You know, especially with the new uh, prototype card, the the Game Life guys. Yeah. The Boulder Back Golem or something like that is called, or whatever he is. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it gives you something in a a meta that's gonna slant towards a red focus. Mm, that is for sure. I'm def. I, I definitely do need to add that to the. Uh, run through a league test because it's definitely yeah. one. I, I do love jamming just big dumb dudes and hoping that gets there that's my kind of Tron deck it'll be quite a fun video to watch to be fair you should, you should definitely do that one add it to the list I'll write <laughs> that down right now ah uh, uh, yeah it's, it's here on the on the sun, Sunday yeah it's the Sunday league on 29th place ah okay just sneaking in there huh? <laughs> there was definitely a lot of cool cool looking uh 
Curlock and Bruise, I think, on the uh, throughout the challenge, I think. Um, Not as many new cards as I would have expected. It was sort of just Rem's Resolve, occasional one-off, especially on the Sunday. The Saturday, obviously, you got um, GRN with the quite a few new cards, four or five new cards in, mm-hmm. in fans, but um, again, once he'd, he'd cut them down on the Sunday and then there the just wasn't that much. Yeah, you've uh, you just had the, the Rens resolve and the meeting in a cup, either <laughs> two to fours, depending on the mm. fans pilot that was in the, the challenges, which with the in the last few sets, to be fair, the, the power level of commons has definitely went down, I would say. You know, we're not we're not getting to the point where you had like experimental synthesizer, um, spirited companion, and you know all like we had four or five cards that were strong and real good contenders for back in Kamioni and Dynasty and yeah, around yeah. that sort of era. You kind of had a lot of cards that were impactful. It felt like, and you've kind of died down a bit. You you'll be lucky to get one to two main cards, and then if that, to be honest, yeah. I think all will be one was quite light as well on it, wasn't it? Definitely. And obviously this we've got we've got the Rens resolve and meeting, but again, there's past that you are scraping. Mm. Yeah, that's I definitely uh, could see that that that's uh, hopefully we will get. To be fair, it's quite re- it is quite refreshing not getting so many new cards so often. Like sometimes it is you know a couple of sets and nothing really happens, nothing really goes by, but. I guess the big problem is for me at the moment is definitely affinity and red have been there for so long, like yeah. prior <laughs> even in this power level, like they've been there almost since day dot really, and they've always been around. And it's just it'd be nice to get a card that or an archetype that is kind of there and it gives it a run for its money. But I guess it probably won't do that unless potentially the power levels brought down a peg or two with both of those decks, but. Yeah, it, it definitely looks, at least at the moment, like they're here to stay. Like, the affinity is a tough one. They've, since the bridges came, they've banned so many cards and it's basically just had no effect. Mm. Where in reality, you could probably unban all those cards, <laughs> ban the bridges, and affinity would probably be worse. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, it's it, it just continues to be the best deck. Mm. Um. And I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I don't think that I don't think the PFP are in a rush to, to obviously change anything. They'll probably look at it as they do. Um, with marching machines coming out and keep an eye on it, see what happens. Um, but they've said obviously the meta, which it does. It, it on paper it, it looks healthy. It, it really does. It, it, it you know obviously you've got a high two high deck representations. But in terms of win percentages, they're just not there. They're, they're there in terms of the putting up results, but they're just not putting up the masses amounts of problematic results. Yeah, it is really the leagues that drag it down, yeah. I think. Um, but obviously, you don't have as much data from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it, it does need to wait until this bread shakes out to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, I can see it pushing it too far. Mm-hmm. Reckless Impulse was probably already one of, if not the best card in the deck, and now you've got eight of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, if someone can figure it out, it's it's going to dominate, I would say. 
There was a there was a lot of people crying out for Reckless Impulse to be banned before Ren's Resolve came about. Yeah. And now here's eight of them, as you say. So, <laughs> um, I think I think it's probably time that we probably look at a couple of decks that we kind of both we've looked through the challenge results, and we've kind of brought our attention to a couple of decks that we we, we really thought was interesting. Um. I don't know why they stuck out to me. I don't know why they stuck out to yourself, but I think they're just good talking points because a lot of these deck choices are pretty different. Um, there is a lot of questionable deck choice, like card choices and stuff. Um, there's a lot of I don't know spice. I want I want to say spice. There's not not necessarily new marching machine cards or anything, but it's definitely interesting um, decks that have definitely caught our eye. So I just want to take this time to kind of bring attention to to some of these decks and obviously the pilots. And you'll have to f- forgive us if we uh, mispronounce the uh, pilot oh. names, that is for sure. Mordor names aren't the easiest to pronounce. That is true. The first one I kind of want to look at is um, the 28th place list on the Saturday challenge by Madaramebk, however you <laughs> pronounce that. Um, I don't think that was a very good rendition, that is for sure. Um, and it's kind of like a Abzan Gate deck. Which is kind of got the green-white kind of core, I want to say. You know, like core skyfishers, dawnbringers, sacred sacred cats, three of an inspectors. The general general start and practice to beat in any red deck or any Kuldotha based red deck. You know, you've got yeah. three of an inspector, which we all know is the best card to fight Kuldotha secretly. <laughs> the one mana, one two. Uh, sacred cat, obviously great with gates. You know, uh, is definitely your. Heal and salve on a stick is Uro, as a lot of people like to put it as. Um, and then you've obviously got some gate kind of package, you know, whichever one it'll be. So this green white one's obviously got the the mana gates, the black dragon gates, and the citadel gates. With to no surprise, four bass this gate because this card is a house. It is a reason to obviously run making tap lands and since Baldur's Gate, it's obviously been a great addition to the fight. I'm I'm a big fan of making any big mid range piles and just jamming gates in. I think it's a strong, mm. strong engine. Like just gives off payoffs for anything. Um, but some of the card choices in this list definitely intrigued us in not necessarily a good way. But I would like to know why. Like th- so, this deck it ran four set of wayfinders, being the game <laughs> one that I, I didn't understand. And I'm down for Sail Wayfinder. I love that card. Um, but most green-white decks, they tend to run Great Creeper Vine, realistically. And um, there's no real graveyard interaction with this deck. That's what I can't understand. It obviously it basically is a guaranteed... Well, not a guaranteed land, but it, it hits lands, obviously, and puts the rest in the bin. Um, I and the interaction... guess you've got the slight interaction of the... There's a one Omen of the Dead mm. and two Chainers Edicts. And four Cats. Yeah, and four cats. Four cats is not nothing, to be fair. Yeah. But other than that, like, you, do you know what I mean? What if you mill your Omen of the Dead? Like, you could just literally. Yeah, that lose. doesn't seem great. <laughs> you could lose, like, a. Your mid range off because you've milled your Omen of the Dead. And this de- a deck like this, which is fairly. I wouldn't say heavy stinted on black, but has a fair few black pips to the point where the Mana Gate and the Citadel Gate will be name and black to some extent. You, it's you definitely have, leaning into the black a lot more than say like a four. Than normal, it's got yeah. a lot of removal. Yeah. Um, and obviously the one arm, the forecast down three fumes, two edicts, yeah. and the one omen of the dead. 
Um, just in, that's just in the main. So it is, it is leaning in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's an interesting one. It's definitely an interesting one for sure. And the the fact that you're heavily stinted on the black as well means you can get more almonds going as well. Like a big problem I found with like other uh, gate decks that run an almond and it's an off-colour almond and they just run it because they're running gates. You don't really get the almond core skyfisher, almond core skyfisher, almond core skyfisher, your turn, kind of, if that makes sense. You don't get yeah. six power. Like they just go almond bounce it because I only have one land on black. And yeah. I'm going again next turn until you run out of removal. Leaning heavily on this armor of the dead, can you just lose? Because you're you're better you're better off in that gate mirror with the almonds and all the removals and stuff. And it's just I don't know. Yeah, if you just mill it, it, it can go bad. And I I can't really overall see the full pros to run and sit a wayfinder than just gate creeper by and grab another basilisk gate. Yeah. So it's definitely an interesting choice, and the only thing I can see is it can attack, which might matter. It also kills a goblin, I guess, or an X one. So I'm definitely interested to see like the the reasoning behind that. And I'm not saying it's a bad choice because I'm definitely down for say a wayfinder or gate creeper vine. I just it's interesting choice why they ended up on the wayfinder. Um, but the real MVP of this deck, th- this is one of my favorite cards to come from Nuka Penna. I absolutely adore this card. And that Jewel Thief in a green-white gate deck, oh my god, what a house. I am all for this every day of the week, all the way till Sunder. A Vigilance a Trample. Like, Vigilance Trample with Basilisk Gate, like, sign me right up. I am all for this, that is for sure. I think um, just making the black even more free yes. in the deck as well. It's just, yeah, it seems like an auto-include, really. Yeah. I, like, if I was to play any gates, green, white, black, Naya, four colour, any green, white, core shell gate deck, like, from now on, four jewel thieves, it's like, I've just had a light bulb moment seeing this deck, like, why is this, why is jewel thief not been in any of my gate decks since now? <laughs> like, jeez. But yeah, um, this deck, I'm just, I also do find funny when you do look at this list, like, four rebs in the side too. Like, four yes. Red Elemental Blasts in the side, just why not? <coughs> I've got four Jewel Thieves and I've got Gates. Like, it's free. Let's go. I am all for this. That is for sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I just I, I like the look of this list and I just, I love it. Like, even the, the value of Femirates just for crack. It's all <laughs> I'm good. I'm all for this. Um, th- there is one thing that, to be fair, that I, I think that's pretty weird for me is... I just find most green-white decks in general, they run abundant growth. Most of them do. They mm. run to one, either one copy or four copies, you know. And the thing that I liked about it, when I, I, I've i played a couple of green-white car shell kind of gate decks, and the thing that I did like about it, even though it's like a... It's a bit... It's like niche, but it's... You get to play a card early, because you usually go tap land, tap land, and you get to play a one-drop. It's just another one-drop that draws you a card... That allows you to play your core skyfish early without losing anything. And like yeah. going Thraben into core skyfish and you're against red decks, you, most of the time you're gonna have to bounce the clue to, to keep ahead on board or keep parity or whatever. You know, with abundant growth, you can go abundant growth on one and keep the core skyfish, you're not bounce on land, and you're still drawing cards. And I'm just a big fan of that. And I, and it also fixes the colour, because you are running generally four to six colourless lands in inverted commas with the heap gates as well 
Like, so it's. A, I just. I don't. I'm. I'm a bit curious on on the, that choice as well. So I guess that's maybe where the dual thief space is made. It yeah. obviously doesn't directly draw a card, but it fixes the mana in a similar mm. way. Um. It's obviously a beast of an attacker, and it's mm -hmm. not the worst to bounce with Skyfish if you have to. Um, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. one. Definitely, like as again, I do I do like Abundant Growth, and I'm nothing against it being in the deck, being out the deck. Um, I have no qualms with this list whatsoever. I am all for this list every day of the week. Like this is my kind of deck. I just there's a couple of things that I'll. And I'm not saying that it's not logically like why why are these in there or why aren't these in there? Because I'm all for turning things that people take for granted on its head. Like <laughs> we do get to a point in for that magic as a whole, we we see lists over time and then we just assume like this card's in there, it must be good, and then no one challenges mm. why these should be in lists. Um and you can often find that in a lot of deck results, like three months down the line, someone's still got a one of whatever in the deck and it's like why and it was like oh it was always in there so and i'm all for this list this is this is my kind of list um is there anything else you want to bring attention to on this list the uh no i think i think that pretty much covers it it's it is a cool list it's mm -hmm. uh nice to see a different take people taking out a card that's basically an auto for having yeah. gates or yeah. green based gates and yeah. then replacing it with something similar but with a different slant mm. um It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Obviously, having the extra attacker may be really good. Yeah. Having the slight graveyard synergy may be really good. Mm. Yeah, I definitely might have to... I'll add this this deck to the list of things I need to try out because yeah. I need to test all these things for myself because what a list. I um, think, funnily, my pick for the uh, Saturday deck was also a Gates list. <laughs> yeah. Um. Although mine was the uh, Alvatar top eight list, mm -hmm. which was a sixty-one card special, yeah. So that that initially drew me to the deck, <laughs> um, but it's also just got a load of sideboard cards in its main deck, which is <laughs> cool. Always a good one. Um, but yeah, so this is this is also green white gates splash and red um, for some flame slash and a smash the dust in the main, mm. um, and splash and black for a, a suffocate fumes also in the main. Mm. Um, as well as sideboard cards, um, but yeah, four main deck relic of progenitus, a main suffocating fumes, and a main smash to dust. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a solid one. I do, I do like Alvatar's takes because he's he's been playing a deck similar to this for quite a while, and it appears occasionally. Obviously, the numbers sort of change, um, and his lists just they are spicy. Yeah, like jam. But yeah, obviously he's still on the the four gate creeper vines. Mm. Um, got the armadillo clocks in there for some life gain against mm. red, and got the abundant growth as well. But obviously he's gone down to one now. Mm. Um, no omen, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but I guess if you main and four relics, there's no real space for that. It's just gonna, it's you're not gonna have a graveyard. Yeah. No, that's that is definitely true. Um, I guess the same principle is kind of there with space because a lot of these like Falkal and Naya Gates kind of decks they also run Ephemerate as well, but there's no no list and it's not there obviously in this this yeah, list. Yeah. and it's just pure space. Like the guy couldn't fit everything. He's got sixty one cards, so the w 
the one I've opened the gates is definitely a, an interesting one. I think there's a, there's a lot of one-offs where you think, what, you couldn't cut one card? <laughs> I guess one need... abundant growth, one fumes, one smashed at us, one open the gates. <laughs> I guess you need five gear creeper vines, that's for sure. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, flame slash, three flame slash. Um, I've been pretty high on this for a while. It seems just really good at the moment. Yeah. Um, other than the Terra matchup, which you've got four relics in his main. Mm. Um, there's not much it doesn't kill. Um, and it's pretty efficient at doing it. If you can't get Scred in your deck because you're playing a load of non-basics, it's, it seems a pretty good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... A lot, I, I'm... I'm starting to lean towards you. You've been hyped on this for a long time. <laughs> now you, I'm starting to lean on it. I'm seeing a lot of flame slashes and a lot of unholy heats cropping yeah, up here. Yeah, that's another there. good one. It's not really, not for a deck with four relics in the main event, but in particular, but flame slash and unholy heat are definitely cards I'm warming up to. When I build my janky brews that are red based, that's sort of what I'm leaning towards in removal now. Sorcery is a problem, but not enough to be like that hindering if that makes sense like definitely a solid choice of removal spell um, yeah and then his sideboard's pretty stuck there's nothing too untoward there's a few one-offs um, Twin Silk Spider obviously has been getting a lot of play at the moment he's mm. got one of those um, the three the three rebs the three pyroblasts um, just to just for affinity and some acolytes for one or red apart mm. from that there's there's nothing amazing about well, nothing out of the norm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sixty-one card special. Mm. Few sweet one offs. I thought that was a good pick. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like the four guardians as well. Like, yeah, that's that's a big statement. That is that is how I am winning the game. Definitely. Like, you can't answer four of them, kind of thing. Like that's that's how I am killing you. It's pretty solid. I think that's maybe something where um, I've forgotten the guy's name the 3 mana 3-3 that makes a trigger yeah Um, Thief. that's sort of that yeah yeah that's sort of that space yeah Um, obviously Guardians are a lot harder to kill than Thief. Mm. costs a bit more but obviously the mana in this version is nowhere near as stretched as in the the grey white black version, because mm. um, the red is just a splash. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the the fixing isn't doesn't look as necessary. Um, so yeah, Guardian seems a, a really good choice. Also, interestingly, the the go for this list obviously has the twelve the twelve tapped gates like the cliff gate, citadel gate, mana gate. The other list only yeah. had the ten, but kind of give up the slots for two bogs by the looks of that which is uh, again I think you don't really I, I think I'm a big fan of going all in on gates and I, I would if I was even if I was heavily black splashed I think I'd probably prefer the relics and then have a better yeah, game I, mana base I guess that's a payoff to the four relics in the main is essentially frees up a land or yeah. two in, in your slot for, for more gates rather than bogs yeah, I'm definitely definitely a big fan on all these mid range gate piles. That is for sure, and the color combinations will keep on spinning. Like it'll completely be different. You've obviously got white, blue, green, white, X, green, white, XX. You know, you've got a lot of different color combinations, and they're all 
play the pretty much the same and all pretty strong because Basilisk Gate is just a house to deal with. Yeah, that is for sure. And then I think for the the two decks from Sunday, obviously yours is first in the dock. But looking at what you've picked, I think I'll we'll go over mine first. Yeah, because yours uh, is more interesting. Mine's wild. <laughs> um, so again, I'd I'd picked a, a top eight list that was the um burn. What a win harder. Yeah, mono, yeah, mono red, the mono red list from Sunday that top eighted, um, which was a more burn focused. It didn't have any cult offers, and um, it didn't have the artifact package. It didn't have gal blasts, um, but it was try uh, has three firm alchemists as well as four flame breathers, um, and I just think this in general the the more spell heavy burn is probably going to be where it ends up, mm. um. With four impulse, four resolve, four simplest card draw, and mm-hmm. um, you lose the artifact package, but you gain loads of burn spells. Seer Blaze seems really good right now. Yeah. Um, and ther- thermo and flame breather type effects seem amazing with mm. all eight impulses. Even moving um, forward as well with Serum Blaze, like if it does move, that this is the norm, it still is great. Obviously, you hit yeah, it's every, gonna get better. Every flame breather. Yeah. It's definitely a solid one. Um, yeah, apart from that, nothing really spicy. The sideboard's pretty stock. Four Shatman Blows for Affinity, four Raises for Tron, mm-hmm. three Gorilla Shams for Affinity, some Relics for Terror, Graveyard Decks, uh, and one Ender Festivities. Um, Just it's already got three in its main, so it doesn't really need much more one damage effects. Yeah. Um, with the amount of Mono Blue that's getting played, it's probably pretty good. If people are still on Cold Offer, it's obviously going to be good. Um, yeah. Fairly solid, and obviously all the, uh, with all the thermos, flame breathers and stuff, uh, I'm definitely an advocate for end of festivities over electricery any day of the week. Yeah. No-brainer. The, uh, as you say, the furnace is interesting in this deck. One, one autom- yeah. autonomous furnace. But I think that's the, the I'm, I'm assuming they were just testing it out, mm-hmm. um, Look, just looking at the deck, I think I'd be on a cycle land, but I could be wrong. Yeah, the pretty much you could you could argue there's cases where you would rather have one than the other, and vice versa. It's just whichever one comes up more often. Really, I don't know how far you need to go to make Gal Blast playable over the Chain Lightnings. Like if you if you just put four Great Furnace, you've got four Sims, four Epicures still. That's probably not enough. Mm. I think you do need the star or the implement, I guess. But yeah, it's it's definitely something that will probably be worked on a lot at the moment, um, and I imagine we'll see it next week. There'll there'll be a burn somewhere, and it'll show us more how it's shaken out. Mm. I could see, I could definitely see an argument for no alchemist as well, no thermos, and go into the firebrand archer as well. Yeah. As you say, if, if you want to lean into Gal's blast. Um, because I believe Thermo says instant and sorcery, right? So yeah. it doesn't, doesn't trigger off uh, synth. Obviously, yeah, pros yeah, and cons yeah. to both, where the uh, Flame Breather and the Archer say non-creature, I think. So you can get yeah. more triggers there. You can obviously play Gal, um, play Chromatic Star and triggers there. So there's definitely there's arguments for slight tweaks on this list, but I, I do agree with you. I think this kind of list, personally, is probably the way Red will look. And I do think... Given a, I think people have been looking for a reason to cut Cold Author for a long time. It's always been a weak point, but also a really good point in this 
terms of how much damage you can push out. Uh, I think um, cut, cut and rebirth is probably a good thing now, especially it's another way they can't hit out the deck. You know, yeah. smash to just gets worse against you, um, suffocating fumes, all that sort of stuff. So it's just another another avenue that they can't attack you from. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how red in general develops over over the next coming weeks. Definitely, I am definitely all for watching. Cold Arthur paint the town red. <laughs> for sure, I am all for that. Yeah. So your Sunday deck choice is oh. a deck that you are very fond of. I am. Oh, definitely. Anyone who watches this channel and onto my channel in general, just I, I absolutely adore this deck. And this deck is the best way I can describe it is it's a total mess, but in an absolutely fantastic way. It is so messy and it's just an absolute pile. And the deck, the card choices this this person's obviously chose is, which is by, a, let's shout this person out is Leo Bertui. Let's go with that. Seems fine. Close enough. Um, apologies if I did mispronounce your name because I am definitely a fan of this deck because some of these card choices, oh my god. So Lamor Visionary, there's three copies of Lamor Visionary to start with. So, so if you're on audio only, it's uh, the deck's mono black gardens. Oh, yes, sorry. Or, or green black gardens. It, it does have a lot of green cards in. Yeah, well, this compared to normal. Um, it is. Uh, it's. It is green black gardens, mono black gardens, whatever you want to call it. And it basically is a, it's a, probably an evolvement on like Mono Black Devotion, I would say, where it's now like using, it originally came from like using Deadly Dispute as an engine with Calendar Garden and stuff, and then just controlled the board with bombs and killed them. But um, Paul again, we obviously got a top eight list that was pretty similar to this. You could see it was definitely the starting point for this list. Um, and it ran four Avenging Hunters, uh, it ran four Guild Swarm Prowlers, uh, three Crypt Rats, eight Deadly Dispute Effects. Uh, it ran 2-2 two, two Split of Spin and Darkness and Snuff Outs. Um, uh, four Chainers, four Cast Down was like the general consensus. But like the changes in this list, um, as you can see, like if, if you can't see, you can also check it out on Magic Online. Um, and it ran Lam this one runs Lamor Visionary and it's cut down on Guild Swamp Prowlers. And that is just a really weird change for this deck. Big anyways, because the deck runs three rock farms and four colony gardens and did run a forest as your green sources uh, with also getting treasures here and there from like deadly disputes um it also this list has changed the forest for a uh, crystal grotto and the reason i'm assuming is because <laughs> of the gorilla shamans in the sideboard of this green black deck with literally <laughs> treasures and a crystal grotto to cast them um, you've obviously got the treasures, I guess, from the initiative, from Arena as well. So this, it, it, this deck is just wild. Um, we we've only got five draw effects. We've got four deadly spirits, one reckoner's bargain, which I'm down for cutting from eight, but five seems like a lot to cut down to. Cutting three is a lot. I, I would probably settle on six personally. It, I could see it does seem very low. And then it runs one wellspring out of the f instead of four, which again <laughs> another another what? It runs two uh, guild swan prowlers as well, which again I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with cutting down on those, but one wellspring they're definitely to me the guild swan prowlers seems like you would run 
four wellsprings and it's the fifth and sixth wellspring first before I would run with Prowlers, but I guess it does block. So, and it kills Terrors, it's got Death Touch. He's a one and a black two, one with Death Touch. So, so the, the two fungal infection in the main, is that the black instant minus one, minus one, mega one one? Yeah, that's the one. So you do I guess that's pseudo, gives you fuel for your yeah. disputes and bargains. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting call. Obviously, it's very heavy on killing low toughness guys. There's two fungal infection, two fumes, and a shrivel mm-hmm. in the main, with, with obviously three crit rats as well. Yeah. So it so, does seem very aimed at that sort of mono blue yeah. cult offery the, uh, style. The decks. shrivel's a weird choice as well to me. That stands out like a sore thumb. Like you're running two fungal infections, so you've got two one ones there. You've got four Kalnigans, which make plants. Obviously, these aren't really that relevant, but you've got three crypt crypt rats. Yeah, and you've got two grills for guild swarm prowlers, also X ones, and all these die to shrivel. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you just got to time it right. Yeah, this, this honestly. And then you've got a three drop in Larmor Visionary, which is two and a green, with your, what, eight? Eight plus Deadly Dispute ways of casting it, which isn't many to cast on turn three. I like that it draws a card. I'm down for that. Sure, I'm all for that. But seems like an interesting three drop to choose. Because I, I do not notice when I do play this deck, like it does feel like it does need an early drop that can kind of contest like crypt rats doesn't really fill that slot because you don't really play early and you don't really block very well obviously so i can definitely see like having some sort of three drop there that's replaced itself as as visionary does and maybe there just isn't a black one there like i imagine phyrexian rager will probably fit that slot probably better potentially i guess one thing that i'm sort of seeing here is the the mana may be important because if you look in the sideboard there's two fengra marauders yeah so I imagine to cast that in any sort of reasonable way, the visionary is probably quite key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the sideboard in other itself is quite wild. There's one relic, two Fengra Marauder, one Raven's Crime, two Gorilla Shamans, three Wrench Mind, three Jurets, one Crip Rats, two Weather the Stone. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's, it's got sort of like an eight rack sideboard thing <laughs> going on with the yeah, the yeah. seven discard spells. <laughs> It's definitely a solid uh, solid sideboard. If you can cast all them spells when you want to cast them, fair mm. enough. That is kind of, you know, you want your wrench minding into these control-based, you know, ephemerate decks, I guess. They're probably solid enough, sure. Duress is the same. But like, if you can cast wrench mind on two, fire away. If you can cast your yeah. shaman in a timely manner, wow, well done. That is a... it, it definitely does look like wrench mind would be tough to cast on two. Mm. With, is it 11 untapped black sources? That's mm. it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a cool take, and obviously it's it's won some games in that challenge. Come fourteenth, he's not he's not terribly low not down. Um, so there is definitely something there. Is it the power of initiative with four Avenging Hunters? Yeah, could be. Um, no, uh, Vampire Sovereigns is quite interesting, and no unexpected yeah. fangs. Uh, two things that surprised me in that list. Um. Yeah, I guess it doesn't even have that much against Mono Red. It has the two, obviously, all the shrivel effects, I guess, if the Gokul Doffer are going to be big. And it has two weathers in the side. The Fengra Marauders are probably too slow in this deck compared to being in Tron. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Also, not many artifacts either for it's yourself to sacrifice. Yeah. With standard gardens, you've obviously got your four treasures, your sacrifice on wellsprings, um, and uh, you sacrifice on blood fountains as well. Sometimes even spell bombs if you've got them. As like you've got a, a fair bit of fodder-ish, and you're definitely losing out on wellsprings. That's for yeah. Sure. I guess you you've got the four treasures off the four disputes. Yeah. You've got what one wellspring and two blood fountains with their tokens, and is that it? Mm, I think so. Unless, obviously, Vault goes, for whatever reason, but... Yeah, if you sack Vault. Yeah. But yeah, it's... <clears throat> it's a list. It's definitely a list. Yeah, and I'm definitely a fan, because I'm here for Wild Gardens lists, because the, the list, the, the engine's there. Don't get me wrong, the engine is there, and that's probably where this ends for lists. Like, um, obviously the one that won Popageddon by uh, GM, the, uh, and he also won the French Open as well. Like... That's probably setting the precedent moving forward, and you can see his list in this deck. So, but before that, there wasn't really like a list. It was all you have four gardens, you have a couple of bounce lands, and you have deadly dispute and reckoner's bargain. And that was probably where the line ended. Everyone else was just adding cards in what they saw fit for the meta. So, yeah, I think this strongest bit about gardens has always been just that engine that draw engine plus pile of removal yeah and obviously this still has all the pile of removal with the four four edicts four cast downs two darkness two snuff outs two fungal infection two fumes like you've got that removal yeah um but cutting the engine down like with only one wellspring one bargain yeah um you're cutting a lot out of the engine i guess like the visionaries do draw cards yeah True. So the the free visionary could be like the pseudo wellspring replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's casting that as well. Yeah. So I'm d- I'm definitely here for experimental lists, and I'm definitely here for all sorts of different attempts on this deck because it does have a lot of problems. It's got a lot of raw power to it with, as you say, the deadly dispute engine, but it's also got a lot of problems and people messing with this list trying to figure out those problems and them holes that are in that deck I'm, I'm down for and fungal yeah, yeah. is one card that definitely caught my eye on this another token for sacrificing deadly dispute just that, that yeah I would agree with that to be fair especially if mono blue keeps doing as well as it's doing the, the yeah. fungal infection one mana instant speed calvary spell stutter activation or or kill a, a guy um, and get something out of it is is really good could it, it could even potentially be kill his guy, block his ninja, deadly dispute away. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely here for fungal infection, but again, it's a card that I look at that card in terms of mono black gardens, and I see that makes me want to make sure I'm playing eight deadly disputes or at least seven. Do you know what I mean? It, like, I, I do agree there is reasons to cut down, and there has been times myself where you just don't have anything to sacrifice. You just can't. You don't have enough fodder. Um, and fungal infection makes, oh well, actually giving me two more things for fodder is definitely making me want to lean more heavily on that engine, not take away, which is obviously what this list's done. But it's definitely got some raw power that I'm definitely not seeing. Um, What's your thought on the one thorn, as I guess like a fifth initiative esque guy? I guess. So I didn't play a vengeance hunter generally in my lists. Um, it's a card that is obviously a pseudo problem you can't just jam it on five like you can vampire sovereign and it'll hold yeah somewhat 
if you play the Avenging Hunter and you are not ahead or on parity, you could potentially lose the game because it'll just take, mm. like, them having the initiative will just take over the game. You are very hard on taking back the initiative unless you play another Avenging Hunter. Um, but I didn't play that, but I did play Thorn, and Thorn yeah. to me was one of the hardest cards for me to cut generally because it was such a solid, it's a solid card that went as in the same vein of um, initiative. If you are ahead, uh, if you are on parity, it will actually bring you ahead. And then, but you could also, in theory, risk playing it behind without losing the game as much as you do with the initiative because the initiative will physically kill you with the yeah. forge and the trap. But I'm a big fan of Thorn, and two was my kind of sweet spot. And I can definitely see one being being also fine because there is some matchups you just don't want it. So I'm definitely I'm definitely down for that, and I yeah. do think it is pretty solid as a as a fifth initiative if you are running heavy on this. But I did I personally found that Avenging Hunter as a four of quite a lot. I probably per, If I was to play this deck, I wouldn't play four in the main. I'd probably go two main, three main, ones, and then the rest in the side. Because there is some matchups you want it, but with red everywhere, it's not really a, a, de- a card you want a lot of the time. Because you can't stabilise with it. It's my, my personal opinion on it anyways. Um, I do like... My, my, my big thing that I do like about... Um, James list and also this this kind of list is the two spin and two snuff out that is a nice sweet spot that I've liked spin and darkness is a card that I, I've definitely liked in gardens a lot um, but you can't really run more than two because of yeah. the black card count and also this list is also even worse of that because you are running Avenging Hunter and Marmor Visionary as well but definitely a big fan of this deck and I'm definitely I'm, I'm all for all these strange choices and there's definitely another <laughs> A lot of the cards that I've I've seen that list, and I'm like, that's actually a fair one. Fungal Infection being one. Crystal Grow to an extent as well. Kind of not too bad as a um, forest. It, re- it replaces the forest in the initial list uh, from Popageddon. It looks like anyways. And is, it, is Crystal Grow the Scry one or the yeah, it's, two? It's, a scry, it's the Scry Shimmering Grow. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty nice, to be fair. I, I do like that card as... There's very few cases that you would want to Avenging Hunter get a forest. Yeah. So Crystal Grotto seems perfect to me because it is a green source that you just naturally find. You can't search for it, but there's very few cases that you would want to search for it if you have the initiative. So I'm definitely down for that. It's a green source that's also a black source, which is... And Skrysu. um So I'm definitely... I'm I'm all for this list. Hopefully it fits some final flourishes in, in a list like this when I when I mess about with it is probably my next thing. I'm big on that card. Very big. Kills uh, Kenku Artifact Lands, which is my big hype for Final Flush. Yeah, and if you can kick it, obviously it kills basically everything you're worried about. Kills all the terror stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, kills the Kenku Indestructible stuff. Even on the the low end, the minus two, minus two, kills a lot of the stuff you're bothered yeah. about. Um, but yeah, if you can kick it, it's, it's ideal. I wouldn't say it's a, a jam four of, but it, it probably could replace something like Shrivel in this list or something. Um, yeah. Maybe even one cast down or something like that. I don't. I don't think you you're playing. You're not playing four, but it's definitely a card that I'd consider at least have some out to Tenku Lands. It's a big problem for four mono black gardens I've found. Yeah. So yeah, definitely hyped on that list. Um, I am definitely all for 
all of these decks that we spoke about, the Gates decks are definitely big things I keep mind. I'm, I've got a soft spot for Gardens, so that's obviously how I had to pick that deck when I seen it. And I'm <laughs> definitely into seeing how red turns out, and I do think you are right. I think Flame Breather and Alchemist is probably going to be the way to go moving away from Cold Author. So. Yeah, I think that sort of brings us into our sort of last topic is what we think will happen next week, basically. What we think yeah. that the challenges will, will shake out to. Um, my first thought is they're going to be somewhat similar to this. There's going to be... Affinity is still going to be good. Mono Red, if someone figures it out, is going to be there still. Mm. Um, even if even if someone doesn't figure it out, it's it's strong enough that some version will probably make the top eight. Yeah. Bams, if someone's willing to play it, will be there. Um, and Mono Blue, Gates and, and Terra in some form will be there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely where I'd say I'd be at. like an, as you say, an unoptimized version of Cold Offers or, or Red, I guess we should say in case Cold Author goes. Yeah, is definitely going to be strong. Um, I just think uh, Ren's Resolve is just gonna eventually just shake, shake it up. Someone will figure out the Red deck. Um, all the stuff that's unoptimized for it will just fall out of favor. Cold Author, Galv Blast probably um, could potentially fall out of favor, and you just get more like a traditional burn with just a bunch of divinations and that's yeah that's probably where I, it all depends on how how things are figured out i think but i do i do agree you you're going to get affinity there in uh, some numbers some deviations someone will run counter spell affinity but that rarely shows up in challenges you someone will run maybe the Parmageddon list with a bunch of gear seekers but it'll still essentially be the same list uh, and then you've got obviously red or appear there and then gates gates will constantly just evolve with whatever people want to put in the kind of mid-range deck is it going to be green white based is it going to be blue white with um core gates or some sort of vein of that sort of squadron hawk kind of engine with brainstorms and deep analysis with uh the modern age vector glider yeah yeah could be something it'll be interesting to see as well if the if there is an uptick in red, there'll be obviously an uptick in black white to sort of farm it. Yeah. Um, obviously, those, those top eights are pretty varied. It's not there's no red domination. Um, if you look at the challenge, it's not mm. like really heavy red. Um, and as such, there's not that many black white decks either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting if this if if red does pick up and and become the best deck. Yeah. Um, I think. I if black white also picks up i think the big thing is definitely how especially moving forward maybe not next week but over you know the next three or four is seeing how red evolves would also uh, as as you've said with the black white ephemera is just how people deal with the format at the moment yeah. life gain or incremental life gain and fighting for the board i.e thraven inspector or being on the board early is being is proven to be a really good tactic and if that isn't the case if if they're moving towards flame breather and less on cold author it might become like big life gain spells is potentially the future you don't need to rely on having early early board players just early removal for a swift spear example you know, yeah it could take away from how good or how important black white Flicker and Goliath Paladin decks have been for the recent future. So, what 
what do you think moving forward is like do you think that is exactly how it should go do you think that's better if it's less on the board uh, do you think it's more forgiven less forgiven or because i think yeah I, th- I think like like we were saying before basically if it, if it does go that burn route obviously it's harder to just hard counter it obviously the cold off has been very powerful so mm. even though people are sideboarding against it or even main decking against like the the multiple goblin tokens it's powerful enough to justify mm. um but yeah if the burn if the burn side of things is the way to go um though the obviously it's going to be a drop off in that yeah um but yeah other other decks Moving away from talking about mono red, as I feel like we've done that quite a lot. Yeah. Um, sure. Obviously, the gates, the gates decks in these challenges have been pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, pretty much everyone is different, and um, they're all testing different cards. They're all playing different colours. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be cool to see how that shakes out. Um, obviously, the gate package is really strong. You can do a lot with it and still win. Um, so I expect to see more gates in the top eight, but whether they'll be anywhere close to what we've seen in these two challenges, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the cause there, but yeah, you can do a lot around that car. Yeah, very true. Um, what would you, what would you play if you were to play next week's challenge? Just red, some form of red, or affinity, or what? probably affinity. If if I wanted to win, probably affinity. Yeah. If I wanted to test out sort of the more burn style. Mono red list, I'll rock, and I wasn't fussed about winning. I'll probably try that with some number of either thermos or the archer with the eight divinations and yeah. four eggs. Um, I also think that there is space somewhere for Tron to, to do well, but I don't know what Tron list it is. Mm. Obviously, like you say, there's the um, the combo Tron, um, the Ultratron is like really, really good. But it's just so hard to play on Magic Online unless you're insane at clicking on Magic Online. Yeah. Um, I think if one of the, the people who are the best at playing it on Magic Online plays it, they'll probably do really well. Mm. Um, but other than that, there wasn't much Tron at all in the challenges. There was that one like, monster Tron on the Sunday. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool to see someone pick up Ultratron. Um Obviously, it does have its challenges. Uh, what about yourself? I think if I was some trigger-happy guy, I think I would probably play farms, but mm. I'm not the best pilot. I think I'm also not the fastest pilot, as people well know. So I think farms would be my choice of probably one of the, the decks to win if I could play it well. If you're not comfortable with that, I'd probably play some green-white gate pile. I think green-white yeah. X is probably where I'd be. Um one thing that I would say, maybe not next week, but moving forward, there is, I'd say, something like I could see Pestilence actually making a resurgence. Yeah. Which is a bit out there. I'd, I'd say at the moment would have been non-existent for so long with the Goliath Paladin black-white decks being everywhere. But I'd say that's just based on, depending on how Ren's Resolve shakes up, if it becomes less to the board and more to massive amount of life gain, that deck does it really well. With pristine talisman, lone missionaries, yeah, uh, Irishing clans. like the old old school pestilence. Yeah. Definitely, I could see that potentially making a resurgence, but again, all depends on how the red deck changes. 
because yeah. it's a white based deck. It has Dust to Dust. It's got Revoke. It's got all those sort of things to pseudo deal with Affinity. Um, it's just trying to, or at least at least try to deal yeah, with Affinity. <laughs> but you've naturally got like main deck graveyard here with Bajuka Bogs. Um, you've obviously got Dust to Dust for the indestructible lands, and you can deal with uh, Kenku artifact lands a lot easier with Pestilence plus Chainers. So there's definitely mm-hmm. like a lot of pros to being able to deal with affinity, and then also you just need to kind of shore up the the red base matchup, but that all depends mm-hmm. on how it looks. So I can yeah. potentially see pestilence making an appearance in a definitely a top thirty two in the next three to four weeks. So cool. I'd definitely like to hopefully see that. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for pestilence. So yeah, I think that's I think we've definitely wrapped up the uh, the podcast for today. Um, and I'm definitely happy how our, our first ever episode went. <laughs> so we didn't talk over each other too much, I don't think. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I definitely have a have a way to do that. I'm definitely an impatient person, that is for sure. <laughs> so I hope I hope you guys enjoyed this this podcast, and this hopefully should be a weekly thing. And our most we will mostly look at challenges. I think moving forward. Uh, obviously, other bigger events that, especially something around the time of like Popageddon and things like that, we'll definitely review those. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think of this podcast. If there's anything that we can do that's better, obviously this is our first ever time, and we are staring at videos and sometimes forgetting we are audio for audio. Um, that's probably my bad mainly more than uh, more than Reese's. That's for sure, but. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and we have been casting commons all week and we'll see you again next week. See ya.